I think AI is the most important tool humanity has ever created to solve all of our biggest problems, period, exclamation point. That's the voice of Peter Diamandis. He's going to give us some advice on artificial intelligence, what are the keys to success in life, and most importantly, why he's excited about the future. All this and much, much more on today's Super U Podcast. Welcome to the Super You Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Quammen. A lot of you know me as Equal Man. I'm so excited you're here today. We're going to be sitting down with Peter Diamandis, and he's going to give us some great advice. He's an entrepreneur, physician, author, and futurist. He's the founder and executive chairman of the XPRIZE Foundation and Singular University, and obviously he's a New York Times bestselling author. He's super passionate about using technology to solve global problems, and we certainly need that with the two wars that are escalating across the globe. Um, we need that. We need that. We need that. A lighter note if you check out travis kelsey he's the chief's tight end if you don't know him um he's dating taylor swift you probably do know her uh, but she's attended a bunch of the chief's games they're undefeated they're 4-0 when she attends and they're only 2-2 two and two when she does not attend and literally kelsey is twice as productive he's got 50 yards when she's not there and he's getting 100 yards when she's there so we'll see if that changes over time but what we're going to get in today is with peter diamandis is right now is talking about artificial intelligence Peter, tell me high level, just super high level about AI, artificial intelligence. First of all, I'll just say that we're living in a different day and age. The ability to start companies today that are exponential, and the name of the book is Exponential Organizations 2.0, the new playbook for 10x growth and impact. It's a series of attributes that never existed before. And uh, AI is going to play the biggest role without question, but it's all the exponential technologies. One of the things I'm doing in the companies that I'm running or advising or investing in is I'm saying, first of all, every company needs to have what I call a chief AI officer. And it's a role I made up, was teaching at Abundance 360 this year, and it is not someone who's building a large language model for you or writing code for you. It's an individual who understands what's going on in the terrain, mm. because we're seeing not hundreds or thousands, tens of thousands of startups. Everybody, you know, you can start an AI company now with literally spare time in your garage. So understanding what's out there, what the modalities are, and what you can and should be using is critical. So your chief AI officer is scanning the horizon, understanding it, and then advising members of your team. So every part of your team, right? There's going to be AI supporting sales and marketing and uh, and engineering and HR. We're all going to have, in the near term, an AI co-pilot, right? Uh, this is an AI that helps you do your job better because we are so limited as carbon life forms. Um, but ultimately is going to be able to operate and do a number of the things repetitively because we do a lot of repetitive tasks and AIs are much better at that. Listen, I'm in HR. Go to ChatGPT. Open it up right now. If you Hopefully you have the, you know, the GPT-4 version of it and say, I'm in HR. How should I be using generative AI in my business? It'll, it'll feed you, you know, give me five examples or 10 examples. Mm -hmm. Pick the one that sounds good. Give me step-by-step -step instructions on how to use this. It's, you know, it's recursive in that fashion. And so you're going to use AI to help you learn what you want to know. You know, 
it comes back a lot to mindset, Tom, and you need the mindset of a kid here. Mm -hmm. Curiosity, absolute play. It's like, you know, one of the things I'm going to be doing in my team, my PhD Ventures that runs Abundance 360 and a few others, we're going to, we're setting aside three days and no homework coming out of these three days. We're going to go in with a series of objectives and we're going to actually crank for three days and generate all the content, all the plans. And you can, but it takes time for all of us to switch from our old habits of how we do things to new ways. So the first time it's going to take 150% of your time. The next time we'll take 50% then 25%. Well, we may love artificial intelligence. Some of us do, some of us don't. It's in your mind, it is difficult to stay on top of it, isn't it? I like to say that we're living in a world that has been pummeled by exponential technologies, right? I, I liken it to the asteroid that impacted the planet 65 million years ago. And it changed the world so rapidly, the environment so rapidly that the slow lumbering dinosaurs died and went extinct. And the furry little mammals, our very proud ancestors evolved to dominate. And the asteroid that struck the world now over the last 20, 30 years and accelerating is all of these exponential technologies, computation, sensors, networks, AI, robotics, 3D printing, synthetic biology, AR, VR, blockchain, all these technologies are just like transforming, you know, it's a tsunami of change. And you're either an EXO surfing on top of the tsunami or you're being crushed by it. And I think anybody who's not been, um, you know, asleep for the last uh, six months knows that one of those tsunami causing uh, uh, attributes is AI and algorithms. Now, switching gears slightly, you've obviously had a ton of success. You work with a lot of successful people. You inspire a lot of successful people at the X Prize Foundation and Singular University. What have you found to be the keys to success? Yeah, I, I think they're extraordinary. I think mindset. I talk about food, exercise, sleep. And then mindset is fundamental. Uh -huh. I think love and, and companionship and purpose. Um, you've all heard the stories of, you know, the couple that is deeply in love and one dies and the, and the one dies shortly thereafter, right? I mean, I think you can will yourself to death. And of course, our founding fathers, uh, this country, um, I forget which two of them, like, you know, died within hours of the 50th anniversary of the founding of the country. They were like, I'm going to make it to that point. I'm going to, damn it, I'm going to make it there, right? And so having a purpose, and, and this is something that um, is really deeply meaningful for me right mm. now. Uh, and I'm spending a lot of time on this. I had an experience, so uh, I co-founded something called Singularity University with Ray Kurzweil. And I uh, did that now almost 15 years ago. And we have executive programs and, uh, and graduate programs and Abundance 360, my program is the year-round highest level version of, of Singularity University. And the graduate programs, we'd, we'd get 100 graduate students from around the world, top of their class, the best in AI and robotics and medicine, whatever it might be. And I remember Every year I would ask a question, how many of you are clear about your purpose in life? And shockingly, uh, less than half the class, and I expected 90% there, right? And they're just, you know, from the top universities and entrepreneurs, and, and so it would be like 40% would raise their hand. And I'm like, listen, for everybody who doesn't know, your, your mission in this program is to find your passion and purpose. 
That's all. I don't care what you build as a company. Find your passion and purpose because it drives everything. It's a great Mark Twain quote. He says, there are two important days in your life, the day you were born and the day you found out why. And so I'm on a mission right now to help people find their passion and purpose. Some paint a picture of the future as dystopian. It's tough to stay positive sometimes, but why is it important for us to stay positive? And most importantly, how does one stay positive? The first book was called Abundance, the Future is Better, and you think it was the top New York Times list. Very proud of it. And as I would go around and talk about this concept of the world being better than ever. I would have people, you know, sort of their first response is, what, are you kidding me? Yeah, I remember this conversation in this coffee shop where this young couple was debating whether it's morally right to bring a kid into this world. And I'm going, what world are you seeing? I'm seeing the best world I've ever had. And so the challenge is that when I make these statements and people react based on the world that they see brought to them by the, what I call the crisis news network or the constantly negative news network, their reaction would be, why are you so positive about the future, don't you watch the news? And my answer is actually no, I don't watch the news. And I look at the data. So let's talk about both of those. So there's a lot of news junkies out there. And for hours a day, tens of hours per week, you're being fed all the negative news around the world. And it's an addiction and it's a problem because your most precious asset is your mindset. If you think the world is screwed, then you're not going to be investing. You're not going to be spending the time. You're going to, your outlook towards the world is negative and you behave in that fashion. And it turns out that our brains pay 10 times more attention to negative news than positive news. And that's an evolutionary advantage from those days when it was local and linear. Because back then, if you missed a piece of negative news, your genes were out of the gene pool. And so we pay 10 times more attention to negative news than positive news, which is why we are bombarded by negative news. The news media's job is is to deliver your eyeballs to their advertisers. It just is. And it's not that the news that's being presented isn't true, at least other than during election season. It's just not a fair and balanced view of what's really going on in the world, right? There's no one standing outside the Austin airport saying, there was no airplane crash here today. We're at the local high school saying, there's no school shooting here today, right? So all we get is all the negative stuff all the time in high definition, in our living room, our tablets, our radios, our newspapers over and over and over again. Tomorrow morning, you know, I normally step over the newspaper in the hotel, but if you open up the newspaper, just count the number of negative stories to positive stories. They couldn't pay me enough money to feed that stuff into my brain. Okay, double-clicking that a little bit, part of staying positive, you say, is having a purpose and having a purpose that services others. How do we find that or why is it important to serve others? You know, I, I think it's, again, what's your purpose? It really comes down, the one thing that, I will go back to Elon, the thing that's guiding for him is that he will spend every penny he's got to make get the human race onto Mars. Right, and it's like, I'm clear about that. Right. No question whatsoever. He's not gonna take SpaceX public because he didn't want shareholders telling him what he can and cannot do with his rockets. So if you're seeking power, I think it's empty unless it's in service of something. What's your fundamental objective? You know, is it creating, uh, feeding everybody healthcare, energy, clean water? What are you gonna use your power for? Getting power for the sake of power is empty and meaningless and yeah, just I think it makes for a very empty life. I think, well, listen, my, my MTP, my massive transformative purpose, just to state it for the record here, is to inspire and guide entrepreneurs 
to create a hopeful, compelling, and abundant future for humanity. So the stuff that I do, you know, XPRIZE, Abundance 360, it's in service. How do I inspire? How do I, how do I help people find their purpose and their passion? Uh, what are the biggest problems we're gonna take on? Mm-hmm. Now, there's beautiful alignment. I like to say that the world's biggest problems are the world's biggest business opportunities. We wanna become a billionaire, help a billion people. There's nothing well, uh, you know, nothing wrong with, with uh, you know, creating wealth and going big, but let's have it be in service of making the world a better place. And then wrapping things up with a really high level question, what are you most excited about in the future? We're living in a time right now where you can have a big idea and you can test and iterate, test and iterate, test and iterate very rapidly until you find the right product market fit. Um, and things can scale. You know, we're going from I've got an idea to I run a billion dollar company fashion anytime in human history. There are more unicorns than ever before because there's more capital than ever before. And entrepreneurs can come up with an idea and test it quickly, quickly and, and fail it quickly or iterate different versions of it quickly. And that's an amazing time. Um, and so it's never been better to be an entrepreneur. Um, and I'm, my, I talk about this uh, in all the work I do when I'm working with people. I say, first and foremost, it's critically important for you to get clarity on your, what I call your massively transformative purpose. What are you on this planet to do? Uh, doing anything big and bold is hard work. All hard work, all right? Hard. We have this, we get this incredible, you know, um, fantasy of what it was like to be Jeff Bezos or be Elon Musk or be, you know, Zuckerberg, all these guys. And the fact of the matter is we think it's easy. We think it's like start at idea and go straight to billion dollars valuation, but it's not. There are incredibly difficult uh, times along the road, right? There's this, this period of, of launch your idea and then on the door, on the death of, you know, the, uh, the, the doorstep of death over and over and over and not giving up. I joke that a lot of my most successful ventures are overnight successes after 11 years of hard work, right? I know Elon well, and looking at what he did with Tesla and with SpaceX is extraordinary, but it was hard, it's still hard. And it was on, you know, he tells the stories of being on the on the brink of, um, of you know, bankruptcy, on the brink of running out of capital. And it was his sheer fortitude, right? Uh, the team at Airbnb, I mean, they iterated their idea hundreds of times to get something that works. And so, but it's possible now as an entrepreneur where before you would, uh, failure was a death knell. Today, it's experience. Oh, that is so perfect for our audience. It's something I love that. I've never heard that. Failure was a death knell previously, and today, failure is an experience. I love that. Once again, failure used to be a death knell, and today, failure is an experience. It's what we say. It's all about being flawsome. People don't love us because we're perfect. They love us because we're perfectly flawed. So I just want to thank everybody for joining us for today's Super You Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Quammen. A lot of you know me as Equaman. This show is written and produced by Jake Brin, Maritza Gutierrez, and also the fabulous Kelsey Gomez. I hope all of you doing well in your NFL Survivor Leagues and most importantly your fantasy leagues uh, but thanks for tuning in to Super U Podcast we know you've got a lot of options just like they say on airlines we know you have a lot of places to listen so thanks for tuning in our subscriptions keep growing so keep spreading the word uh, and keep spreading the love because remember I'm just reminding you at the end of this every show it's not what we take from the world it's what we leave behind 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 Super
super, 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 super you. 